0: It is indeed the Saturday Coffee Clutch with Heather Lofthouse. And uh, Heather, it has been a... Well, you know, I was going to say that it's been a quiet week, but it hasn't
1: been that quiet a week. There are no, no. such things
0: as quiet no, weeks.
1: No, those are a especially thing of the when, past. Especially
0: when you have coffee with caffeine. Caffeine.
1: So I usually do a half-calf or a decaf, uh, but you kindly I, got me a full-calf. You're I, welcome, everybody. No, <laughs> I'm I, just, I
0: forgot that you just you had that... Response to caffeine. You really, are. you are. You're levitating. Can I bring you down? I wish.
1: Just... I don't know how to cal- calibrate my. Anyway,
0: but okay. You know, but let me ask you a question about mm-hmm. this week because you are from Los Angeles. You know about Hollywood that we have now a writer strike and a, an actor strike. I don't think we've had both striking since the 1960s. Since 1960. Since 1960. Yeah. Uh, when I was alive. Mm-hmm. Um but what so what does this mean? A lot of people I talk with say, well, Hollywood, I mean they're all rich and you know, who cares?
1: Well, that's not nice, but I know it is. It's interesting. I think of all the labor discussions, the Hollywood one is tough for people to get on board with. I think there is a perception that people are wealthy and fine and but it really is. You mean you look at these actors and these writers and these people making you know the content makers behind the scenes and they are living from gig to gig um and they're relying on the union so this week Fran Drescher president of SAG-AFTRA in solidarity right with and
0: SAG-AFTRA is the big actors union yeah
1: the two uh, yeah and actors, we
0: already yep. have the writers on strike
1: yep And Fran announced we are going on strike as well. This is a different business model than it ever was before. We've got streaming. We're not making residuals. And we deserve to get paid more in line with what the CEOs are getting paid.
0: Now, it's interesting. She emphasized that it is streaming and it's digital. It is artificial intelligence. She said it's a different kind of world. Mm -hmm. And the CEOs are making multi hundreds of millions. And we are making peanuts. peanuts. Uh, But... How can that, I, I just want to emphasize this for a minute, because hmm. you said that actors and writers are really in Hollywood are not doing all that well. Everybody else in the country feels like they're doing extraordinarily well. Uh, but what are we talking about, actually? I mean, are they, the typical wage in the United States hovers around $50,000 a year. Are they really $50,000 a year? Or Yes, are, i mean i
1: think well i think there's confirmation bias or you know it's like well look at you know you hear so and so got paid 20 million to star in the marvel movie and you kind of think about how is that voice i'm not being hired no um (laughs) uh but i do think that there's a distortion you're thinking it's hollywood it's wealthy it's and but it really i mean watching people using their coupons trying to make it work in their old beater cars. I mean, that's the reality is people are not doing well.
0: So this is so the the writers' not just strike in Hollywood really is a is is a, is kind of a metaphor for what everybody's going through in this country. And should we think about it just as Hollywood or just as Los Angeles or is that strike really going to have a much broader impact.
1: Of course it's going to have a much broader impact. But you tell me, former Secretary of Labor. <laughs> oh, well, I I mean,
0: I, I do think that it's going to have a broader impact because what we're seeing now is a degree of labor activism we haven't seen in, in decades, right. really. It's still a p- small proportion of the labor force. Uh, but undoubtedly, when people like uh, Hollywood actors and writers and you've got, uh, you know, even the baristas in Starbucks. When all of these people are going out on strike or making a fuss or creating unions, uh, there is a different environment. People who are not in unions begin to say, "Well, maybe I deserve better." Right. And interesting, uh, Heather. This this really does connect to uh, what has happened at the Federal Trade Commission. I used to yes. be at the Federal Trade Commission.
1: Stop bragging. <laughs>
0: It's too much. I know. I was. This is early on. I was at the Federal Trade Commission, but the Federal Trade Commission people don't know. They yawn. You say Federal Trade Commission. Right. People's eyes blaze over. Um, It is one of the most important antitrust, anti-monopoly agencies uh, around. In fact, it's only one of two, the Antitrust Division of the Justice Department. And um, the head of the, the the chairman of the Federal Trade Commission, Lena Kahn, was dealt a very bad blow this week because a federal judge, a federal district court, threw out uh, the FTC's action against Microsoft. Microsoft wanted to merge with Activision, yep. which is a major player in the whole game uh, industry. Yeah, game, de-
1: game developer.
0: Video game developer. Call
1: of Duty is a very Call popular du- game. Well, then do you, you know it? You probably know
0: more about this than I do because Call you have a Call of Duty. Call of Duty, you are a Call well, of Duty My 10-year-old doesn't play Call of Duty, nope. thank oh.
1: God. I mean, he does do a lot of games, but, but the yes. Po- the
0: point is that there is an overlap between what's going on in Hollywood mm-hmm. in terms of labor action and the consolidation that is going on in terms of the major studios and the the kind of big uh, high-tech companies like Microsoft. Yeah. Because as you see more and more consolidation on the side of the big companies, their power grows relative to the content providers. Right. Uh, And unless the content providers can unionize and make their voices heard and make a fuss – uh, they get a smaller and smaller slice of the gains. Right. That's really the background condition here. I know. That's the connecting tissue between what happened at the FTC this week and what's happening and uh, in Hollywood. it's such
1: a bummer about the FTC because we were more hopeful about this at one point, right? Well,
0: I, I think we still can be. there. The FTC is appealing. This is one district court judge. Right. And antitrust has been something of a dead letter since... Since the late 70s, when Robert Bork, you remember him? Of course. Well, not everybody does. Bobby. Robert Bork was my, anti- he was
1: he taught me antitrust. He was your, met, your, met, your anti-monopoly mentor. Well, sort of. Your AMM. But he,
0: he wasn't much, you are really, you are, I do like this caffeinated <laughs> Heather this morning. Uh, but, the, but Robert Bork, he really killed antitrust law. He moved into the Reagan administration and basically spread the word and convinced Reagan that antitrust should not be enforced. I know. And it was anti-consumer. Uh, and there's still many judges who, uh, I think, like the judge who basically struck down uh, this attempt by the FTC to stop the merger, uh, who still buy into Robert Bork's views. Uh, which are becoming more and more irrelevant to the reality of the monopolized economy we're in.
1: Right, 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 right. Now, can we move to economic news of the week?
0: Well, it's very relevant. I know. Because inflation is coming down. We learned the uh, the cost index mm-hmm. uh, that uh, the Labor Department puts out every month. Well, the cost index showed that inflation has come down a year ago. It was over 9%. And it's now... About three to four percent, yeah. and uh, that you know that to me signals that the Fed, and this is mostly the Fed right now, raising interest rates, slowing the economy down, cooling it, cooling it, yeah. uh, and the Fed is finally done. I think the Fed has done enough. Now they're going to meet again in July mm-hmm. and decide whether they want to raise interest rates again. I would say no because they're risking they're risking tipping over into a recession. Too much slowing of the economy. Uh, is going to be very hard on, particularly lower wage workers. Yep. And we've been talking about workers in the economy, uh, and lower wage workers are the first to be fired when the economy slows. And when the economy, to the contrary, is very hot when it's running full speed, as the economy has been, uh, you've, got, you've got lower wage workers get raises. Right. And and you know we what we've seen over the last six months for the first time in years is lower wage workers actually getting raises because the economy has been so tight. Employers have had to give them raises. They have had the opportunity to quit their jobs for better jobs. Uh, And that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing.
1: Right. And I keep seeing that one graphic that the Biden administration puts out where jobs go up Uh, on the graph. Yeah. I mean, it's Bidenomics, of course. Well, that's what the White House
0: (laughs) wants us to believe. And to a large extent, it's true uh, because, you know, the stimulus, Uh, the huge stimulus, the $1.9 trillion stimulus that the Biden administration started with, uh, what some economists like Larry Summers said is we're going to have inflation out of control forever or for years. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think what the reality is that we did get some inflation. We got some tremendous social benefits in terms of rising wages, tight labor market, and the Fed is now cooling inflation. So it is possible to have a tight labor market, And also not have runaway inflation. Right. That's the bottom line.
1: Well, we'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens in July. Okay, I hate to do this to you and to all of us, but Trump, news on Trump. Trump, Why do we have to talk about Trump again? Uh, Well, I saw that Kushner, I'm sure you saw as well, was brought to D.C. to talk about January 6th. Any news on the indictment?
0: This is is Jack Smith's uh, grand jury. The grand jury that is looking at January 6th. And we don't know anything, but the fact that Kushner was brought to Washington and agreed to testify uh, is very, very important. Now, timing is everything. Uh, we already have a grand jury and an indictment with regard to Trump taking the public property for himself and all of those uh, secret documents. But this is separate. This, mm-hmm. is, this is the big kahuna. This is, right. this is January 6th. And uh, I don't know, Jack, Jack Smith could very well move. Quickly, He's got to move quickly because if uh, he waits closer to the election and uh, holy cow, I mean, can you imagine if Trump is reelected? I don't even want to say no. it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Especially rewind? with a caffeinated <laughs> I know. Heather. Uh, but uh, if Trump is reelected, uh, you know, that's the end of any kind of inquiry at all. Um, but it also uh, helps Trump in this pre-election period, because every indictment, uh, all of the Trumpers and all of the people who could be Trumpers uh, get very, very paranoid. It, it feeds Paranoid their and conspiracy. generous with
1: their donations. Yeah. I mean, it does.
0: It feeds their conspiratorial theories. It, yeah. it helps Trump. And the reason that Trump is extending his lead over DeSantis is, frankly, the indictments.
1: Right. And yesterday, a whole bunch of the GOP candidates for president met in Iowa, what were they doing? And Mr. Trump was not there, right?
0: Yes, this was another one of the efforts uh, of Iowa, actually, to assert itself as the first in the country state, uh, in terms of the primary, uh, to be in front, uh, and also a kind of a a showcase for the Republicans. Uh, Every Republican was there. Trump didn't want to be there because he's so far ahead he doesn't want to level himself down. Mm-hmm. He doesn't bring everybody up by appearing with them. Right. And that's especially true of DeSantis. He yeah. doesn't want to kind of honor DeSantis by being there.
1: And the so name of the event was the Family Leader Summit, which I'm sure means it women. Mean,
0: it mean, Yes, it means putting women down <laughs> yeah. in whatever I mean, way we can. it's
1: horrible. And it's like tied into... Christianity. Tell us more about that because that was in one of your subsets. Well,
0: Iowa just passed a a six week abortion ban. You cannot have an abortion after six weeks uh, of being impregnated. By the way,
1: how many women know they're pregnant before six weeks? Well, you would know better. I don't know. I mean, you would know better than I. It's It's very hard. It's very early.
0: Uh, so basically, this is an abortion ban. Mm-hmm. There are a number of states that have banned abortions. It is very unpopular. It's unpopular even in Iowa. Uh, but that's what Republicans are doing. Yep. And Republicans are. I mean, DeSantis in Florida did the same thing. Yep. Six week abortion ban. Uh, so this family, so-called family uh, event, is in part about forced birth. I mean, this, let's face it. This I is know. forced that fr- birth. That
1: phrase is painful to hear.
0: Uh, well, it's it, It's painful for everyone. It's not just painful for women. And the GOP, I think, is going to pay for it. Um, so this, uh, well, we'll see. I, I think that uh, DeSantis, it's going to be very hard for anybody to catch up with Trump. Trump has uh, gone out of his way to insult the governor of Iowa. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has made life difficult for himself in places like Iowa and New Hampshire. Uh, I think he's thumbing his nose. He's saying, uh, you know, I can get away with anything. I can shoot somebody in the middle of Fifth Avenue. I can not play politics as usual, and I'll still win.
1: But he does have, which I find fabulous, PACs running ads against him in Iowa and South Carolina, these early states. One is funded by the Koch brothers. Some are not saying, but they don't say vote for, you know, they don't put someone else in front of him. They are just disparaging him. It's very and saying interesting. He's not trustworthy.
0: It's interesting. There's a lot of money this time around in uh, uh, aiming against Trump. Yeah, and I think that the Koch network and others have decided that Trump is not really business friendly. The only thing they got out of him last time, and it was very big, very important, right. was a tax cut yep. for the rich, for big corporations. Uh, but he stirs up so much animus and so much, uh, you know, uh, kind of dissent. Uh, and the Freedom Caucus in the House has been such a problem for the establishment Republicans that I think that they are trying to reassert control.
1: Yeah, um, one other thing, may I, so your Substack this week, you had a very personal post that a lot of people resonated with and the title was why I'm so short. Can I ask you about that? Tell us more about why did you write it?
0: Well, it's a good question. I, I, I didn't know what to write Tuesday and then I thought, well, maybe I'll just write something personal and what, what can I do that is personal? And I thought, well, one thing that I haven't talked about is my height.
1: And your processing of it in the world's processing of men's height. I mean, it was a great, I mean, I'm biased, but I really enjoyed it. Biased. And you know, it was personal.
0: It was personal. I don't do that very often no, on Substack.
1: but it wasn't, vict- it wasn't like, whoa no, is it no, 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 no. It was, it was not like really. It was thoughtfully personal.
0: Not at all. In fact, um, uh, Scott Simon today. We're going to be having a discussion. Yes. Uh, that's what I'm um, going to listen to it now. I'm going to go. Weekend edition.
1: Yes, of um, course. NPR. He,
0: he liked the piece and we talked about it. so um, oh, I can't wait. It embarrasses me a little bit, Heather. I know. Because I don't want to talk. I like to talk about issues. I don't really enjoy talking about myself. Um, but um, when I step back and ask myself, as I think everybody must do, where do we get our political views? Where do we, where do we get our values? A lot of my values come from the fact that I was bullied and ridiculed and I was very short. And I began at some point seeing the world in terms of people who were bullying other people. Yeah. And the importance of stopping bullies.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think you continue to do that. I liked in the piece, too, that you said... You know, just show your short children love. Basically. Well, that, that's
0: that's true because for years, uh, parents of very short kids have been coming to me and saying, you know, contacting me, emailing me, calling me, uh, "What can we do? What should we do?" We have very short, you know, Johnny is is a is so much shorter than everybody else, and I tell them quite honestly, from my heart, uh, that what they need to do is just love their kids to bits. Uh, that, you know, you can get hormone treatments and all kinds of other things, and, and some of it's dangerous and some of it's quack, uh, but why? you don't need to do it. Now, there is, and I in the piece, I did cite some studies showing that there is prejudice yeah. against short yeah. people and short men. Um, Randy Newman, you know, what was that song?
1: Yeah, short people.
0: Short people have no right to live or something right. like that. Uh, but
1: uh,
0: okay, there's a, lot, there's a lot of prejudice out there against Blondes, yeah, you know
1: that's the really the worst one. I'm glad you started with that. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, but really, real prejudice. Uh, against but, but that's women, bit... but people of color and women. Yes, of color. but that's
0: okay. I mean, it's not okay that that there's prejudice, but but you learn to live with certain things mm-hmm. that may be problems for you. Mm-hmm. But um, if you if you're loved, if you have enough kind of confidence, if your parents build in you that sense of value, personal value, uh, then almost nobody can hurt you.
1: And I know. And I think it's the emotional connection. I mean, that's what the research shows, right? If your parents connect with you, that matters more than... Almost, it matters right. more than anything. Yeah.
0: I mean, your parents connected with you. Who? You're, <laughs> you're, you talk about your parents all the time. You you're, You were very lucky. You have a wonderful, loving mother who is just who's still doing mm-hmm. fabulous yeah. things and she's been on she's, a, she's an act speaking going back to hollywood oh here she's we go she's an actor yeah she's, she's a she's a famous actor
1: well i mean she's fab she's incredible she's, and she's very amazing. talented and very creative she's yeah. wonderful she's given her career yeah. too yeah. yeah yeah so entertaining
0: you, yeah you know all about this
1: i know all about that but really it was such a thank you for sharing your story with us all because it was important and it is it's nice to see where you come from but i think it's ex- inspiring for other people whether other it's heightism well i mean it's no just, there are you know, a lot of isms out empathy, there yeah. and,
0: and a lot of people have things that they consider to be burdens and right. uh, and they are burdens um and all of us have burdens uh, but it was
1: a hopeful message
0: i think i that good thank you yeah. for saying that
1: yeah it was. I took
0: a little bit of a chance right? On that. And I'm
1: excited to hear you uncomfortably talking about yourself on Scott Simon shortly. <laughs> this is going to be a great interview, but Scott um, Simon's fabulous. This will yeah. be fun, the two of you. It will
0: be. Uh, listen, okay. Heather, you have a great week. You Everybody too. out there, you have a great week. And we will look forward to talking to you again very, very
1: soon.